0: Hello again, and welcome to another No Highway Option. It's the cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film in existence. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? I'm Connor, and, um, you guys place your bets first, because I'm torn between two.
1: Alright, I'm Luke, and I'm gonna place my bet on Hell Lord. Oh, shit, that one's taken. I'm gonna go with Kevin.
2: I'm Jade. Uh, I was gonna go with Kevin, um, but instead, I'm gonna go with the angry molestig tree.
0: I think that's supposed to say molesting. Number tr- one. I've
2: looked at it about five times, and I went, "I'm gonna say molesting because I don't, I can't tell what the hell that says."
0: Jade is our special <laughs> guest, by the way. Um, I'm torn between the dragon bat, and it's not on the whiteboard, but in the mayhem scene, there's this little like yellow chainsaw robot. And, like, he's just going crazy, and he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm torn between Dragon Bat and Chainsaw Is that chainsaw
1: the Scorpion? Or is that a different thing?
0: <laughs> I think that's a different thing. Where
2: was the chains- Where was this chainsaw I situation? I don't remember it.
0: It's, like, during the system purge moment, and, like, you just see shots of him, but for some reason my eye kept getting drawn to him. And I'm like, that guy moves in a way that freaks me out.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fair. I don't
0: know. Uh, then I'll go with Dragon Bat since I'm getting <laughs> judged for <a> Chainsaw Bot. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell already, the movie this week selected by Jason is The Cabin in the Woods, directed by Drew Goddard from the year 2012.
1: Else <laughs> read that as Drew at first. Nope. I mean, no, I did not. Just you, buddy. <laughs> hey, guy.
0: <laughs> he would have been. He probably would have been his senior in high school when this came out. So like he definitely didn't direct it. Do either of you have any history with this movie? I remember
2: it playing in the background my freshman year of college while I was like hanging out with friends or whatever. I never sat down and watched it, but I remember there were definitely scenes when I was watching it that I recognized.
0: 2011, 2012, like around Avengers time was when I discovered Dr. Horrible and went through a huge Joss Whedon phase and since he wrote this i this was like the only horror movie i was excited for at the time so i've seen it more than once and i like it i think it's fun
2: i mean it was fun i don't i'm oh. not a i feel like there was a lot of stuff that i missed like because i'm not a scary movie person I, ha, I don't watch horror movies and i could tell there were a lot of things going over my head
0: where it's like this is one of the tropes this is a reference to and... a specific
2: movie and we're making fun yeah. of
1: it. That mm-hmm. whole scene of everyone coming out of those different spots. I was like, oh, this is really, this is cool. Yeah.
0: Well, like, the, as you mentioned, the angry molesting tree, that's a reference to the Evil Dead movies. Like, there is oh, a, I did there's the a scene dead. in the original Evil Dead with, like, yes, Branch Monster. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, do we want to get through the analysis so we can get to this point in the movie and yeah. actually talk about it? Oh, also, um, I had weird vibes all day because I watched this film as soon as I woke up at 7 a.m. That's a
2: bad time.
0: It's a weird <laughs> thing to, to do. It's
2: so early.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't a bad time. I was just like, huh. Like, Coffee the rest of the day, I was just with like... With a
2: side of cabin in the
0: woods. I saw so much gore before eating breakfast. This is, <laughs> this is weird. Just a nitpicky thing. The Lionsgate logo needs more lions. It's too many too much rusty gate.
1: gears.
0: Not enough lying. We get the little opening blood credits to like show you ritual sacrifice. And then a good cut into two of my favorite characters in the movie, uh, Richard Jenkins was and Bradley Whitford. Cut? Just two uh, office guys messing uh-uh. around. Was it
1: a um, saved by the bell record scratch?
0: <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, Bradley I think that...
2: Whitford, I realized when watching this, as soon as I see him on screen, I get creep vibes like i immediately don't like him
0: he is he yeah. well and he plays a lot of creeps he's like the dad in get out i don't know if his character on west wing was a creep i don't I mean, remember
1: so oh, like see, that guy doesn't give me the creep vibes the other guy who is always an ass richard hack. jenkins the younger guy no okay. the younger guy is rather Whitford. Guy. the younger guy no, is the, not the, the... dad in get out
0: yeah he is is he and then the older guy was the dad and stepbrother The
1: younger he was the dad and Get Out.
0: Yeah, that was Get five years here, later. Dude.
1: No way. Why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get Out. <laughs> no, that's that's very much Bradley Wifford just with less hair and a white beard. That's bananas.
1: That's a good, that's a good chameleon e thing for him.
0: <laughs> Cause I did not
1: notice him at all. Okay. Very Gary Oldman of him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he always gives me creep vibes, and then right. this didn't change. We drop in on him talking about it, intimate details about his wife.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Woman issues. It's, it's one of those, like, every time I watch it, I'm just like, he <laughs> <laughs> office setting, and I don't listen to the dialogue. I'm just like, I know what's going to happen next. Nah, <laughs> I thought they were stock
1: guys at first, and I was like, what the fuck is this building? Mm.
0: Yeah, I do like how it drops in. It's just like here's the twist immediately you were sold a cabin movie but that's not what you're getting uh we find out that stockholm has gone south so it's all up to the usa and japan for their turn with the sacrifice um and we find out later it's a sacrifice to appease the old gods to keep them asleep and keep them from destroying the earth you know As you do. The usual. What's the hiring process for that (laughs) office? Like, how many people are there just because they're like, I needed something, and, like, they didn't specify which degree (laughs) they needed. I
2: just want to do some filing for a while. Yeah.
0: I watch these kids get killed all the time, but, like, they got dental. My temp agency
2: popped me in here. Uh...
1: I did say aloud, fuck you, when that guy's name was Truman. Why? (laughs) Because he's... This whole thing is very Truman showy. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, I guess that makes if some it sense. It wasn't
1: intentional. was a very weird accident.
0: Richard and Bradley drive to their post. We get a big jump scare with the title card. This big, loud scream that like Out of terrified nowhere. me the first time I saw it. <laughs> this this time I literally like still waking up was like turning down the volume on my computer i was like it's coming that's the when's cut. it coming take this Don't... stuff that i said about
1: the bad cut from the credits and move it forward uh, to this cut they just
2: they just shove yeah, the title card in any random yeah. <laughs> place in the opening sequence
0: Hmm. i think that's funny it was like it kind it of funny. shows you what you're in for we meet our main characters we have dana the virgin played by Kristen Connolly we have Kurt the athlete played by young Chris Hemsworth we have Jules the uh is she called yeah, the horror call her that what they is she? do yeah at the end okay the horror played by Anna Hutchinson sorry I can't read my own handwriting and last but not least we have Marty the Fool played by Fran Crans the Grans. only
1: likable character of the group
0: <laughs> yeah well and oh and uh, Holden the uh, scholar played by I Jesse do dig me some Jesse
2: Williams though I guess
1: he was like I kind like offensive. Holden
0: before I like him before they like try to turn him into the nerd with all the mm. chemicals and stuff Marty kind of got on my nerves just because, like, being post Joss Whedon phase, every time he opened his mouth, I was like, yep, there's the Joss dialogue. That's what we know him for. Oh, quippy, quippy, funny man. Ha ha ha. Gotta have
1: one. It's the formula.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just jaded. <laughs> um,. Uh, Kurt and Jules are dating. They have a cute little back and forth about textbooks where they quote that I learned it from watching you, drug PSA. I think PSA. I have a
2: big issue. I, at this point, I had a big issue with exposition in this movie. I had a really hard time figuring mm-hmm. out who was in relation to who. Like, at this point, I legit thought Chris Hemsworth was just a dick. Like, I didn't realize that he was flirting with her. I thought he was just being an asshole.
0: That's understandable. That my first time through, first couple times through, actually, like, I didn't get everything. Like, until this rewatch, I thought that uh, Marty and Jules were, like, cousins or <laughs> something. Because I was like, why would they all be hanging out with Marty unless he was related to one I of mean, them?
2: I mean, he doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he really doesn't. He's got a big bong that turns into a I want coffee it so travel so bad! Mode.
2: I took a note about the
1: bomb travel <laughs> mug. It's a wild piece of equipment. Have you
0: been able to Where find, you find it?
1: find that? That's so cool.
0: Spencer's <laughs> probably. gifts, probably.
1: But I want to know, how does it How does it work? How does it telescope? <laughs> and then he's still... There's no hole in the top, unless he's using the thermos, like the top of the coffee mug piece.
2: Is it like one of those wake and bake cups, you know, where they have the little, um, like pipe at the bottom of the mug and then you can drink your coffee and, uh, smoke at the same time? Is it like oh, one of those, a, but a travel mug? a
1: roommate who had one of those, but I never yeah. saw it, like, I, I thought that they were just, a uh, I I
2: think like that was a, the coolest prop mug. in the show, in the movie. Like, yeah,
0: The just coolest prop show. in the movie. <laughs> it is fun to watch, but, like, you only see him transform it once, which Why makes me sad. Why didn't he show
1: up more? Why didn't he have I it mean, for it did come up at the end, at that pivotal moment.
0: Well, him smoking in no, general, even. Yeah.
1: He hit the guy with it. Oh. Oh.
0: oh okay. Yeah.
2: This movie's <laughs> full of Chekhov's guns. Absolutely. It really riddled.
0: is. There's a lot of just. Complete setup payoff. We find out that Kurt, even though he's being played by Chris Hemsworth, is actually quite smart. He mentions that he takes big classes and reads big books and is a sociology major. And what a, um,
1: what a toss with that football, am I right? From outside the room, through the window, to his boy on the street, without looking.
2: I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good football. He did a good sport. We find out that the cabin that they're going to is Kurt's cousins. And as they're going there, they, in an RV, they find out that, uh, the road that they're on is not even on the GPS. And they get no signaling. And, um... Luke and Jade can relate to this because this was similar to an Airbnb that we all stayed at last summer. <laughs> oh, I was
2: terrified. And
0: as I was driving to it, I was just like, "This is bad. This is going to turn out bad." It looked
2: like we were. There were points on the road where there were no lights, and it looked like we were just driving on black. Like it was just, just inky mm-hmm. black instead of a road. And I was like, "I hope there's road there. I believe there's road there."
1: That we waited until nighttime.
2: We didn't wait until nighttime. There was a wedding. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but we were going to... Yeah, we had we were to stay check for the whole the wedding. Middle, and then it didn't st- work out, timing-wise. We
2: still would have had to drive there at ni- Anyway, this isn't the point. Yeah,
1: but we would have <laughs> done it at least
0: first. Yeah, <laughs> we would have missed the Bridge of Sparklers, which was just me standing there going, don't like fire in my hand. Don't like fire in my hand. Um, They stop at a creepy gas station with a creepy man telling them uh, warnings, which cliche checklist. I think it's
2: barter gas. I'm confused
0: um, about I, like
1: yeah that. There was this one? discussion of how to get the gas, and they didn't. They had to like barter for it, which was definitely supposed to be like ah oh, man you know you gotta I don't know it's like you're Ho- very Hotel risk California
2: going up here. vibe. Yeah,
1: but mm. then like he said a thing about how there wasn't gonna be enough gas, and then. Well, there
2: was So the one guy said The pothead, I didn't actually remember their names I just have vague descriptions for all of them
0: The the pothead
2: Goes, maybe it's barter gas And then the gas station guy Goes, I mean You know, however you're gonna get that gas Like, it's like nobody knows How the gas gets into the vehicle And then we don't see it happen
0: Yeah It's true, we don't, they kinda just throw money at him And leave (laughs)
1: I totally thought they were gonna get that back in the army and it wasn't gonna be able to gas up and go.
0: I just liked I got I was mostly distracted by the fact that um because you later find out that the creepy gas station guy is in on everything, I like the part where they uh call him out on his backstory and he doesn't have anything, so yeah. he just yells at them. Uh he says something about I've been here since the war and I think Marty's like, Which war? And he goes, You know damn well which war
2: Yeah. He's a great character.
0: He's a lot of fun, and then we also get a very fun reveal of the force field surrounding the area because Oof. we see a CGI hawk slam. I made it. Into I was it. like, "What big
1: laugh on that one?" Yeah, I was like, "What?
2: What genre is this? What's happening?"
0: It's it's a horror. It's a comedy with horror, yeah. like yeah. painting. Like that's why that's why Jason chose it. He was like, I know that Jade and Connor aren't very horror movie people, but like this is it's silly, but it's it got
1: very scary movie. Yeah, Scream.
0: Hmm, it's it's scary movie. Yeah, similar to Scream. Like scary movie, but it right. takes itself yeah. seriously. Like if you walked up to Drew Godden, and you were like, Oh my God, you made a great parody, he would probably be like, No, I made a great movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know that scene where charlie sheen takes all those viagra that wasn't serious
0: isn't that scary movie four. five
1: four is the sign ones with charlie okay. Sheen. it's the last one i saw
0: i yeah i don't the know the rap yeah, battle I is I'd in that barely one remember
1: the aliens that
0: <sighs> pee out of their fingers this... come on
1: dude these are classics
0: <laughs> don't they all come down and yeah! iPods. okay <laughs> yeah i do remember a bit of it anyway back to the cabin (laughs) in the woods please don't no no more big scary movie four (laughs) tangents if you don't mind i
1: can never promise
0: that um (laughs) they go into the creepy cabin there are a lot of good angles to make you uneasy we find out that holden has a creepy sacrifice painting in his room that's hiding a two-way mirror into dana's room
2: the dana's actress started giving me vibes of emma from glee Emma from Glee, yeah. Allison oh. Brie, I mean, and Ellie Kemper. All is like one.
0: Two out of three of those are red, or three out of four of those are redheads. So like that's Emma, Dana, and Ellie Kemper.
2: Oh, I didn't think about Dana. I forgot about Dana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but like just general mousy kind of yeah. nerdish. I get what you're saying um thankfully holden's a decent enough guy to be like stop getting naked there is a window here but like he doesn't stop her very That's a quickly spooky
1: painting though like uh
0: that is a scary painting it's really a toss-up i, I, I can't to deny that
1: like they did
0: yeah they were like uh you know lambs getting <laughs> <laughs> you know the sound of stabbing um uh, we find out that Jules is pre-med, so, like, everyone in the group seems like they're relatively smart, in a way. But, uh, her hair dye is turning to- is turning her into the dumb blonde stereotype. We find out that she was a brunette and she dyed her hair blonde. Clever, we sh- I feel like we should have seen her more, like, being- I don't want to say being smart, but, like- Just being. I feel like her character only changes so her much. Her
2: character- they start- talking about a shift in her character before we really understand what her original character was established as like we don't get to see Mm -hmm. much of her before they're like okay now we're gonna release these things to change their characters to become these things we don't get to see what the before was really
1: yeah i I mean it's probably a play on it's all a play on the genre so i see it through that well yeah it is it's there was nothing there
2: it goes back to my issue with exposition it's like, with this movie.
0: Like, you get what it's trying to do, but what it did was, like, almost there, but not quite. I still love it. Um, I love the scene of the gas station guy giving a creepy monologue about, like, yeah. the lambs so being led to the slaughter. Everyone is going to die. And am I on speakerphone? <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's just a great scene of back and forth. And uh, that introduces the concept of the Ancient Ones and how they're weird cult sacrifice and then we go back up and everybody's swimming in the lake and chris hemsworth has a great line of like something's in the lake it looks like my girlfriend and something else is in the lake it's a gorgeous man I do like when Chris Hemsworth plays, like, full stupid funny.
1: He does it well. But you don't
0: like Like, that's when Thor he really... 1. Yeah, because he's not being stupid funny in that. He's just being, like, an over-serious fish out of water. I like Thor 3 when he's playing stupid funny. When he's making jokes and making bad decisions. Thor 1, he's just like, I am on this planet and don't know what coffee Another. is. Like, there's no joke. He it, it just doesn't know what coffee is. <laughs> this is when Chris Hemsworth works for me. So, we find out that there's a system that they talk about to sacrifice these kids, but it only works if they make a choice of their free will in the cellar. And the wind blows the cellar door open, and the kids walk down... The, kids the they're supposed to be college students but like they all look like they're in their early 30s yeah
2: that's i think kinda, that's a joke i yeah. think that's a joke on the on that's kind of just
0: the horror trope they go down the cellar door after being like oh the wind blew it open marty's <laughs> like well, what kind of sense does that make he also uses the line i'm living in a womb of reefer yeah
1: he says a lot of weird shit I was really, in the beginning, I was like, oh, man, they're really doing, like, this movie trope uh, weed guy who is, like, just all of a sudden he smoked a blunt and now he's a big dumb idiot the whole time. And it was cool to see it not be that.
0: Mm. But, yeah, like, that was the line where I was like, eh, hi, Joss and Dialog, how are you? Good to <laughs> see you again. And then we're in the cellar. And there are a lot of items in the cellar. There's a lot. I wrote down as many as I could uh i saw like a creepy mask a family portrait a spinning top a film reel some dolls and marionettes uh zoltar the wishing machine from big uh conch shell a hellraiser puzzle thing music box with the ballerina a wedding dress diaries i do you guys get anything else
1: you uh you got my whole list
0: <laughs> i okay. got a,
1: there was
2: a piano <laughs> for sure
0: hmm what would what would a piano creature be? Oh, yeah.
2: I caught it on the second watch, um, for this. There was a piano and there I don't know if you said the there I also saw a dollhouse.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, there's a fuck ton of dolls. There are a lot of dolls.
0: Yeah. Well but dolls there's like
2: a are pink this... very classic pink dollhouse.
0: Dolls are on the whiteboard later, I think.
1: I will say the one thing that wasn't down there that this whole movie needed was a fucking ring light. It was
0: too dark to see so often. Well, I mean, that's that's horror movies for you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but, like, there were times where I was supposed to see faces and stuff, and I felt like an old man.
0: Well, and also it was pretty low budget, so, like... Yeah. Hmm, uh, um, hmm too dark, and we're supposed to see faces, huh?
1: Ah, almost like right now on this Zoom call.
0: Audio medium. Um... So everybody picks up some stuff. Uh, Kurt almost blows into the conch shell. Marty's looking at the film reel, which is probably what I would have done, honestly. Holden's at the music box. Jules is trying to solve the... Or no, she's doing the wedding dress. Who has the Hellraiser puzzle? Whatever. I'm I'm getting myself... Um, (laughs)
2: Someone had it.
1: Wasn't it... It was it was Thor, wasn't it? Okay, he I thought, right. He puts the, down the conch and the then
0: globe, picks that up. The,
1: is the Hellraiser? Yeah. Also,
2: yeah. So close to the merman.
1: He was he so got close, so to, the close <laughs> to the merman.
0: <laughs> um, and Dana wins by picking up the diary of Anna Buckner, Anna Patience. which is what Buckner. I definitely
2: would have done. I would have picked up the diary for sure.
0: Luke, would you have done Zoltar?
2: Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. I just... I'm confused. I guess, like, with him, the whole gimmick of the deaths would be, like, wish-gone-wrong thing. Because, like, I don't know if it would be... I don't know if they would be like, alright, full-on big. Let's pump them and somehow age them until they die.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Because you can place the other stuff. You know, your film is... You had a ring girl at the end, probably. Oh,
0: okay. I was trying to Um, think of the film thing because i had a different thought for it
1: i mean it could have been something else i just know she was just the one that i picked out of the box and then your your conch shell is obviously your merman um we saw the diary
0: Mm Mm-hmm. the music box is the tooth ballerina yeah we got a hellraiser puzzle the blades in his face guy Mm -hmm. i think that's kevin
2: That's my thought, too. That
1: patient man.
0: Yeah, I think that's who that was supposed to be.
2: Why no one would bet on Kevin is wild to me.
0: The bets are very interesting, and I wrote down the whole whiteboard so we can go through that in a sec. (laughs) Dana reads The Diary of Anna Buckner, and she gets to some Latin. And Marty's obviously like, this is a horror movie, don't read the Latin. (laughs) <laughs> and he I don't hears, read the fucking Latin! And he, but he hears a whisper that's like, Read the Latin, read the
1: Latin. Yeah, I like that too.
0: And he's like, oh.
2: I...
1: Disembodied voice.
2: Why is he the only one that can hear it?
0: Uh, Because he was smoking his weed the whole time, but his stash didn't get chemically affected by them like they were planning to. So they're all being like...
2: Oh, so they're affected by chemicals mm-hmm. in the house, and he's not.
0: Chemicals in the house, and, like, yeah. I think it's in the beer, too, and I don't think we see him drink. We just see him smoke. Okay. So. I
2: missed that. Okay.
1: An absurd amount of weed. There's one point where he's on the in the RV, and he's just rolling, like... Rolling, rolling, a rolling. A thousand <laughs> blunts in a row. <laughs> like.
0: That's what he does. He's
1: just That's gone. his I thing.
0: <laughs> Everybody has their character. thing.
1: His whole
2: character... Is pot, like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dana ignores him and ends up reading the Latin. And we see the Buckners rise out of the grave. And we find out that uh, they're the zombie redneck torture family, not just zombies. So, (laughs) back in the office, there was a betting pool on what monster would come out. So, maintenance and Ronald the Intern win.
1: Uh, Ronald the Intern...
0: Roundly, the turns a funny little character. <laughs> Alright, here's what we had on the whiteboard. I didn't write down who bet for what, because that would have been just too much. Um, we've got werewolf, alien beast, mutants, wraiths, zombies, reptilius, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, hell lord, the angry molesting tree, giant snake, deadites another just straight evil dead reference uh kevin yeah kevin mummy the bride scarecrow folk snowman dragon bat vampires dismemberment goblin sugarplum fairy which is the name of the ballerina with the teeth face uh merman eel girl the reanimated unicorn Uh, the Huron
1: ah the Unicorn is a whole episode of Legends of Tomorrow
0: oh my god again
1: I know you love it when I bring up
0: that show. because you text me 27 texts about it at 3am and then I wake up and read all of them (laughs) and go cool don't care
1: I was just so surprised like that's the second piece of media that I've consumed in the past couple of months where like there was just a, a murder Unicorn well
0: this did come first um, right, we've got a Sasquatch slash Yeti slash whatever, uh, the dolls, the doctors, zombie redneck torture family, Jack O' Lantern, giant and twins, and we see even more stuff when everything goes down. Because like I don't remember giant right. snake in there, but giant snake shows up a lot.
2: It's like the it's the money shot is mm-hmm. giant snake in the purge of the um of the commercial
1: and the purge characters or were you not talking about them
0: N- no but like they're the they're i mean i think they're more supposed to be like the strangers or the others or just one of those home invasion scary things
1: yeah because there are there's two like distinct groups of masks mm-hmm. i thought in like masked people and, and so probably one is the strangers and one is the purge
0: well this is before the purge too
1: the first one?
0: Yeah, first one was twenty eleven, wasn't it? So this might this wasn't
1: twenty thirteen?
0: Twenty thirteen. I think maybe twenty eleven, but this was shot in like early twenty eleven and then didn't come out for a year. So I think this was pre purge. I don't know. Um anyway. We find out Doss? we find out that um all of these monsters somehow existed in the old world, which I believe for some of them, but then when it comes to Chainsaw Murder Bot, I don't believe because that's a robot. Yeah. That's. You need. You need electricity for that. He's not magic. Um, we find out that the Japan team, who has never failed, uh, their scenario currently is the Grudge's first day at school, which would also be an interesting movie to watch.
1: Right. This
2: whole thing, that whole side of it really made me question what the hell they like I understand this ritual situation that they were going for but what I re- I got really curious about what the Japan side of things are cause they're they don't have five they don't have a whore and a, and a nerd and whatever
0: true yeah they just they
2: have a bunch of kids
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well that's a
0: good point
1: Well, we found out later that it was like, the big thing was that the virgin dies last and sees all of this stuff happen. So if they kind of force those people into those, those other four tropes, kinda, minus obviously whore, um, then whatever one of them you have left will be a virgin,
2: how does that With equate air, to a classroom of Japanese child. children? With air
0: quotes. I guess it's going on, like, personality archetypes. Yeah. It's problem—it's problematic and bad, for sure. But also, like, what about the teacher? There's no teacher in any of those shots, so that person's probably dead. And, like, so maybe the, which one maybe were the they? the teacher
1: is your whore. That,
0: It's possible. Um,
1: She's the only one who could fill that archetype. Or he we're an equal opportunity
0: okay um marty is on to everything because of his weed blocking the chemicals um kurt and jules decide to go outside to bang because they release a pheromone mist and i think it's funny that all the dweebs are just standing watching the screen when it's about to happen yeah then it doesn't they all walk away sad but then they increase it, and they start to bang. Jules takes off her shirt, and Bradley Whitford just goes score very quietly. Yeah,
1: I wanted a fist bump after score.
0: I liked that there wasn't. I liked that it was just him <laughs> reacting like a twelve-year-old.
1: Because he had just said, um, "What do you say? Uh, okay, baby, let's see some boobies." Mm-hmm. Like a (laughs) (laughs) 12-year-old.
0: And as they're getting into it, we get one of the Buckners comes in and stabs Jules in the hand. Effective jump scare. And Jules is the first to die after one of the Buckners uh, saws her in the neck.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kurt makes it away, and we find out that uh, Dana and Holden are making out and dana begins to reveal that she's a virgin but then stops and she's like wait no i'm not like why did i say that that's weird
1: yeah that was that was plot holy i don't know because if... we got to the end and then they were really really big on it well, well Sigourney, and then it didn't resolve Sigourney it.
2: weaver is like because they actually say that because um mm-hmm. Dana's like, I, the Virgin. What are you talking about? And Gordon Weaver goes, "We do the best we can. We do it." Or she says something along the lines, "We work of like,
0: with what we can get. We
2: work with what we have."
1: Yeah, like. But then that begs the question of like, if you can, you have some wiggle room with the rules. Then why couldn't they just kill both of them? Why did it have to be Marty has to die before her?
0: Because they weren't put into that archetype. He was put into the archetype of the fool. She was put into that archetype, so he had to.
1: Yeah. But I i mean, like, if the rules are questionable, then why aren't all the rules questionable is I guess what I'm getting at.
0: I don't know, man. Take it up with the old gods.
1: <laughs> the old Joss Whedon god?
0: Kurt comes back and he lets them all know what happens and he's like, we need to all stay together and board up the house. So then Richard Jenkins flips the switch. And then Gas goes into the room, and Kurt goes, "Never mind, let's split up," which is funny, cute little big cliche. And then
2: is it Holden that goes, "Really?" It's Marty. Marty.
0: Marty. Uh, Holden goes like, "Yeah, good idea." Mm. Also, Holden suddenly is wearing glasses.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was very abrupt. Very abrupt. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, I feel like there should have been a little bit of, like, him putting on glasses and everyone being like, what happened? He's like, I forgot my contact solution or something.
1: Yeah.
2: Bad scary movies are bad at
1: continuity or something?
0: Yeah, that, that could be what yeah, it's going I, for. I
1: think this whole thing is, is really meant to lampoon it. Mm-hmm. It's riffing. So probably.
0: Um, Marty ends up breaking a lamp and he finds a camera. And he thinks he's yeah. on a reality show. So he looks into our camera and he's like, "My parents are gonna think I'm a burnout." Funny.
1: I was excited that he walked into a room with two lamps.
0: There <laughs> were two for lamps. lamps for, for lighting. And he broke one
1: of them, and out loud I said, "Damn!" It.
0: <laughs> what do you think? One of the lamps was gonna be another secret bong.
1: No, it was just very dark, and so when there was more sources of light in the room, I was excited because I knew I'd be able to see everything that happened there. <laughs>
2: So, not in this movie. Not this in this movie, a, yeah. Luke.
0: This is a weird. Like I've never heard this line of thinking from you. That movies need to have all lights, no darkness <laughs> it's not in my all film. Movies.
1: Just it was like after a certain number of scenes had happened, and I was like, "Damn, I can't see any faces at all."
0: I mean, they're all kind of just screaming. we see judah buckner stab marty and drag him away presumably dead presumably ha 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 ha
1: he that whole scene in there where he smashed the light and he was like maybe i'm on a reality show and he was like talking to himself it felt very kyle mooney character yeah
0: (laughs) no i feel that yeah i would actually really like to see this same movie just with kyle mooney inserted in like, this guy does great, but I really like Kyle... I would really like just, like... Oh, maybe the wind blew up in the tunnel. Yeah? What kind of logic does that make sense fam?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch, uh, like... Like, three Kyle Mooneys and three Beck Bennetts as all the characters.
0: That works for me, yeah. At least <laughs> Beck Bennett is Chris Hemsworth. Right. Like, that's a good think... even trade.
2: So, he... He goes for a walk. So, he... He decides to go for a walk. Right? Is yeah. That at this point. Wait, yeah. So he's the only one that's had any sense so far. He And he goes, I'm going to go for a walk.
0: After and he that, hears voices telling him to, and he is like, No, no, Puppet Masters. But then it right, gets to I, him. I,
2: I wrote down, uh, even in the Wizarding World, hearing voices isn't normal, Pothead. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but he. So he, he hears them, and he's been. More or less listening to them, not listening to them, being smart about it the whole time, and then he chooses to go on a walk outside. I that just I feel like he's the the sensible one.
0: It is a little here. sudden for him to like just suddenly be going with it. Maybe he's like, started. Why wouldn't
2: he investigate the house more or something?
0: I mean, yeah. Follow the
2: f- camera. I don't know. You that might just felt make like...
0: weird decisions when you're in a panic.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. When he gets outside, he sees this that there's no stars. Yeah. He's starting to get something from that.
2: I guess I felt I feel like they made him go on a walk so that he would go outside so that he would see what, that there were no stars. But we just saw him close a window in his room. I don't know. It's it, it just felt like a weird
0: Yeah, this the whole thing as much as I sequence. enjoy it, it's not very airtight. Uh, to put a term, um, we uh, there's more attacking. Holden gets a bear trap to the back, which is just gnarly.
1: Yeah, oh. just, and then you realize that that's what the guy has been carrying around is a fucking bear trap that he's been throwing at people. Mm. Oh. another another good laugh from me.
0: <laughs> Dana has a good badass. You like pain? Then she just beats the shit out of judah and is like how's that work for you it was a good line good badass horror line um i love the cut to uh japan losing so we find out japan lost because uh the evil is defeated so now kiko's spirit lives on in a happy frog
2: it's so good
0: (laughs) it's a great just Sudden cut, and then Richard Jenkins is running around, pointing at every single little Fuck Japanese you. girl Fuck going, Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck, you. Yeah. Fuck you! Fuck you, Japan! Oh, uh, that just- that, <laughs> that
2: gave me big laugh. That, big like, laugh. That, like,
0: two minutes of the movie is probably the funniest part.
1: So good. Oh, I, I had a bigger laugh at the, the intern later.
0: Okay, well- um we'll get to him uh we get we get a. so we found out that japan who used to have a perfect track record is has lost so everybody's lost it's all up to the usa team to make this sacrifice to the old gods or else they'll wake up and destroy the world and so far it's working out pretty well we got two dead presumably uh and there's a cave-in which almost doesn't happen so yeah, they can't the, they can't drive uh, the RV home
1: yeah they drove into that tunnel and it was the fucking same fast and the furious we gotta drive out of here while it's collapsing scene
0: yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> That's, that was definitely a thing Um, so Kurt decides that hey I'm gonna jump it On my dirt bike
2: Springfield Gorge
0: (laughs) Yeah basically I I was like is he
2: about to jump Springfield Gorge
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the greatest thrill Of my life
2: (laughs) Where did this bike come from
0: (laughs) It's been on the back the whole time I'm guessing it's Kurtz or Holden's maybe Yeah But
1: This is the
2: thrill of my lifetime I'm gonna jump Springfield Gorge
1: That was like like One of the notes that I wrote in the beginning That uh, I crossed off Because then the bike had a purpose
0: Okay Um, Another
2: Chekhov's gun. I should have Egan tallies.
0: Really? Um, So he jumps it, and he almost makes it to the end, and he slams into the force field. And we just- He hit
2: something. There's nothing. A plus script rating.
0: (laughs) I like how we keep seeing him, like, his body flop against it, and, like, it lights up a little bit, lights up a little bit, keeps going down, lights up a little bit again. Yeah. That was very, honestly, Springfield Gorge reminiscent.
1: I had forgotten the force field, and I thought that he was just going to not make the jump. Uh, And then the wall happened, and I was very happy that the wall (laughs) appeared
0: again. So, uh, now, three of the five are dead, presumably. Holden and Dana drive back towards the cabin in the RV, and one of the Buckners comes in to kill Holden and the rv gets driven into a lake start popping the beers start pouring the tequila everything worked <laughs> out time for an office party
2: yeah and it's just the music choice during mm-hmm. as the as that the scene transitioned into the party was just prime that music choice while we're watching him get absolutely slaughtered mm-hmm or her I think it's Dana yeah. I think that's when Dana's getting slaughtered yeah
0: there's there's all this oh. violent imagery on a huge screen and everyone's just like casually chatting with a drink in their hand
1: so good yeah
0: Luke now it's your I time for overall the intern I thought the
1: soundtrack was like pretty mediocre but like that moment hit and I was like that's perfect mm-hmm. yeah
0: but yeah people are like having casual conversations Luke the intern just like kind of sits there and screams I'm an intern
1: yeah, man, it's okay. hilarious. They're talking about overtime. So I don't get OT. Some of them are. Yeah. yeah, Some are like, "What? Do you think we get overtime for this?" And they're like, "I don't know. You got to talk to accounting." And they're like, "That's my answer." And then he comes out of nowhere. He's like, "I'm an intern. I I don't get insurance." <laughs> <laughs> and they pan away.
0: It is sudden, but uh, all of a sudden, the red phone starts ringing. Uh oh. <laughs> and it turns out marty's still alive he comes in and takes out one of the buckners and he and dana go into the grave to start act 3 and
1: like in the nun but only in the going in the grave part and nothing else that happens afterwards sure
0: man i i don't know the guy I didn't... the
1: the main character guy is he's in a in a grave at one point
0: okay i didn't see the nun
1: <clears throat> it's a very silly movie but like for le- less on purpose, silly.
0: Yeah, when it comes to most horrors, I like on purpose silly, not like accidental. Yeah. Um,
1: oh man, they find this is a this is a non tangent. They a, a pivotal <laughs> moment. They find the actual blood of Jesus Christ in a in a like a, a Christmas ornament in the bottom of this church, and they beat the bad guy by spitting it on her dude it's very very silly
0: okay anyway this has been another luke goes on a tangent about a thing that only he has seen
2: <laughs> well so we're in we're in the um the crypt whatever he they called it what is it the
0: facility the, the grave the
2: facility. we're in the grave now And he starts going on, and he's looking at, like, all of the stuff he's finding, and he's pulling out electrical wires. And I don't know what it was about it, but, Luke, I got such lost vibes from when they're in the, like, in the ship, and he's, like, trying to, um... When when is it? It's it's the boat, and he's trying to figure out the sequence or something, or he's trying to get, um... He's trying to get out.
1: Like, the the underwater station or the boat yes. that Michael's yes. on.
2: Yes. The underwater station.
1: Uh, yeah. I was getting such lost time? vibes. Yeah, I feel that. The, the tech looked, had a, a like a Dharma initiative feel. Yes. Kinda.
2: Yes. That's all. That was, it was okay. just a very strong lost
1: vibe. <laughs> we now return.
0: And so Dana <laughs> and Marty go down in the elevator and we see all the monster boxes. There's, like, a werewolf and, like, a smoke... I think that's supposed to be a wraith. The, like, ooh, smoke monster.
2: The Dementor. Spooky ghost. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is the ballerina whose faith is, face is just rows of teeth. Yeah. That's a good... The
1: fucking little girl, she's got an eel for a head. It's a
0: good creepy design. I like it. Yeah. Um. Get like, the Strangers, the uh, Kevin which is just it has to be kevin, the most to be kevin. Pretty, i'm pretty sure that's kevin and he's just got like that guy has
1: worked retail for sure he's got
0: saw blades in his face um and i like how they're all like original monsters they're not like you don't turn to one it's just like haha look it's freddy Oh, like, yeah. Right, it's Jason. Ah, ha, ha ha Like they're all—they're
1: all—even the ones that are like
0: something. They're—they're mm, they're all like illusions, but they've that. got like enough so that you're like, "Wow, that's yeah. a cool thing!" And then you think back, you're like, "Oh, like with Kevin and Hellraiser," where yeah,
1: I thought that was really neat.
0: Um, we hear Sigourney Weaver come over the PA system to be like, "You shouldn't be here. One of you has to die for reasons." And Sigourney Weaver does have a perfect PA system voice. Like She does. Even though it's true. even though the joke made me fear or not joke, like even though the existence of her being the PA system voice in finding Dory bothered me so much because I think it broke Because
2: the, they said her name.
0: Yeah, it broke the universe for me, like with yeah. the Alanis Morissette joke. And I tried to <sighs> explain it to my friends and they were like, What do you mean? I'm like, Sigourney Weaver was already the voice of by and large industries in Wally and that's the year like twenty seven hundred or whatever. How is she existing in our time too? How is the real person, the cartoon person, the same person?
1: Well I know you hate the Pixar thing.
0: Pixar theory the, is dumb. The,
1: the, sure. But if I would I would say that Wally probably exists in the same world that Finding Nemo does. I don't think that's that much of a stretch. So when does when does by and large start?
0: Well... Is the question you gotta find out. The real question is when does the Axiom launch? Because if she's the voice of the Axiom... Doesn't... The, the first Axiom
1: launches... Not that far away from the time we're in now.
0: Yeah, but also you gotta think about how old Sigourney Weaver is. She's like, what, 60-something? Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it, a
1: damn, uh, it's a damn quarantine. If uh, If we could see people my nephew would have been to the house and I would have seen Wally 17 times recently. I would have been able to tell you the exact year the
0: Axiom launched. I'm ashamed that I can't, honestly. But (laughs) also, Pixar Theory is dumb and I'm glad Onward exists so it just throws a wrench into it and be like, this is a magic world that is our time. There's no more connection.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... I don't think it was ever real. I think it's interesting that somebody sat down and looked at them all and made a thing.
0: The thing, oh, uh, I'm... But we, I don't think
1: that it was on purpose.
0: We can go on this tangent later.
1: Yeah, this is another... We can
0: dedicate a whole bonus episode to how much I hate the Pixar theory.
1: <laughs> Follow us on Patreon.
0: It's so... Do- we don't have a Patreon yet.
1: I know. But someday we'll talk about the fucking Pixar theory on Patreon.
0: Um, alright, um... <laughs> so while they're waiting to die basically dana and marty uh dana sees the system purge button and so she hits it and all the monster boxes come free and it's blood chaos there's just yeah there's creatures everywhere there's like uh there's big snake you get a good close-up of dragon bat it's got an interesting looking face
1: a huge drill attached to a scorpion body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember seeing that one.
1: Oh my God, they show him so many times.
0: I've...
2: I'm obsessed with the evil unicorn. the he uni- was my favorite
0: unicorn is funny. Um, there's a clown that won't die. He gets shot a lot and he just keeps walking forward. Uh, there's one point where like you see a guy's soul getting ripped out. like it's during the first when everything attacks like Ah, there's like a
1: ghost of stonewall jackson is there (laughs) jesus
0: christ (laughs) yeah man yeah this definitely stole from anchorman 2 which came out two years (laughs) later but like this this inspired it (laughs) you see a guy on the ground and like i think it's the wraith is over him and you see like kind of just it almost looks like a white version of the nervous system is like floating out of the dude
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the
0: first time I noticed that, but, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening. We do get a cut to a security... There's, like, cuts of security camera footage where it's, like, this guy's climbing on the ceiling. These doctors are doing surgery on this person. There's a cut to a woman committing suicide. I don't... We don't need that. I don't... I've never liked that cut. Oh,
2: I don't know what it achieved.
0: I think it's just a sh... (sighs) i guess it's to like show like panic she doesn't or something. think there's a point
2: of her getting of her trying to get out alive or something yeah
0: like... I, I i just think it's a bad moment like if maybe if you showed a creature like that was like a vague outline kind of like puppeteering her into it there would be something there but it's just a woman shooting herself in the head and it's it's always made me uncomfortable yeah,
1: i was it was it from something no i
0: genuinely think it was just a suicide ah it's
1: i missed that one entirely. it's not good
0: um in one of these uh security system shots you do get a bit of a look at chainsaw bot and he just freaks me out that's all <laughs> i just want to literally uh my note is genuinely can't tell which would be the scariest to deal with my gut says chainsaw bot don't know why something bad him
2: it's a strong feeling about Chainsaw, chainsaw Bot. Chainsaw
0: freaks me out. Because, like, the way he's animated is all, like, it's like when some, like, mechanical thing is not working right, and it's, like, all herky-jerky, but it's really yeah. fast, and there's a big chainsaw at the end of it. <laughs> Whatever. While they're waiting to die, basically, Bradley Whitford finally gets to meet his precious merman... Uh, he has a small running thing about wanting to see a merman and meet them. And the merman's got a weird design.
1: It's so weird! <laughs> yeah, that thing was gross as hell!
0: <laughs> I, it's funny, but it's just weird. And, like, he's eating him and then shooting the blood out of the blowhole on its back. It
2: just, it, it was definitely a choice they made for how to do mermen.
0: But, like, that was definitely a practical effect that probably cost a good amount of money that they made for this, like, two seconds. Yeah. There's a lot of practical stuff in this system purge that, like, only shows up for so long. So, Bradley Whitford dies. Richard Jenkins starts running away. And he turns a corner and Dana stabs him. So, both of them are dead. And... Uh, Dana and Marty make it down into what's basically the ritual room. And Sigourney Weaver comes up and is like, I'm the director and I'm going to tell you everything. And I feel like if you don't know she's coming, it's a pretty all right surprise.
1: I did not. I didn't recognize her voice over the intercom.
0: She was. You didn't so recognize she up,
2: Sigourney I... Weaver's also, voice? Also,
0: she was one of the main uh, hints for last week's game. Jason yeah, said this movie have, stars. El- days have
1: passed since then. He's
0: like, this movie stars Ellen Ripley and Thor. And I was like, oh, don't say Sigourney Weaver, man. That's a surprise. But, like, I guess, well, were you still surprised?
1: I was still surprised. That's good. So I guess I just did not pick it up. Like, I was not paying attention to that one when he said it. I think I was focused on Thor.
0: That was kind of Sigourney Weaver's thing in the 2010s, was just showing up as a surprise at the end of sci-fi movies. Because, like, Definitely. isn't that what she does in Paul? If anybody remembers Paul.
1: You know, that's one of the their movies that I still haven't seen.
0: It's not good, but... I've heard that. It's actually pretty bad. But, like, she shows up at the end and she's like, I'm the head of Alien something... And I only want to be here because I met Paul when I was a little girl. And Paul's like, (laughs) (laughs) I remember you. (laughs) That's getting cut. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) She explains to them what we've already explained. How there are the archetypes of the horror athlete, scholar, fool, and virgin. Got to have the blood of everybody. Uh, Horror's always got to die first virgin doesn't have to die but if they do it's got to be last uh it's up to fate yeah so
1: the teacher in the japanese setting it's definitely the teacher is the whore trope whether that means they're in a whole school so maybe there's another teacher that's there they're using the two of them to implicate that and then all of the rest of those tropes could be kids
0: Sigourney weaver's like dana kill marty like you have to The world's going to die if you don't. With
2: the gun that he had just handed her. Yeah. Like seconds ago. I remember. So he hands her this gun and I went, oh, that's going to be used against him very soon.
0: That's Chekhov's something or other. That (laughs) gun right there. (laughs) That's Chekhov's foreshadowing. (laughs) That's Chekhov's hint hint.
2: Flita
1: nachos?
0: Duke what?
1: I was seeing other words aside from gun. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's another one that didn't work.
0: <laughs> um, right about when Dana's gonna kill Marty, she gets attacked by a werewolf. And my question is, if she did kill Marty and the world survived, would she be a werewolf now? I guess. I don't know how werewolves Maybe. work, really. Maybe. But like, I
2: mean, in theory, the idea is you get bitten by a werewolf and you now we're a werewolf but like
0: if you I, aren't die
1: you is a man
2: <laughs> i don't know that they thought that hard about it
0: yeah but then in the end uh patience buckner kills sigourney weaver and that's it it's time for the world to end
2: and we're stuck the with, end the, with the, the end of heathers the end of heathers
0: oh it's just it is the, the ending end of heathers. Shot of heathers. everything's crumbling they're smoking together they're and covered then in blood and then, ev- and then you find out, yep, everything was real. Giant hand come out the ground. Yeah,
1: big stupid
0: hand. I, uh, uh, when I was in high school, I loved the big stupid hand. I thought it was so cool.
1: It gave me... Uh, it, it, this is another one that's not going to hit. It gave me End of God of War 2 vibes. Okay. Um, big hand.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um and
1: I can go into it or I can not. <laughs>
0: and on th- like. on that very just perfect note, that's the end of the analysis of the film. <laughs> what a way to go yeah. out. And uh,
1: oh, we didn't talk about that weird fucking wolf kiss. Oh, the wolf
0: oh. kiss. Oh yeah, they played tr- the
1: wolf makeout.
0: Jules, they play truth or dare, and Jules makes out with a wolf, and it's weird
1: very very it's, it's weird
2: not just a wolf it's it's a dead wolf head that's hanging on the wall
0: i feel like, like i'm i guess i'm misremembering i thought that was like one of the ways they pumped gas and like pheromones into the room and i always they thought didn't, th-
1: it could have been i always thought that been, was they didn't why make a her
0: make out was so severe with it
2: i think she, it was just weird
0: it was super weird
2: she went to town
0: and she, like, quietly thanked it at the end, which I get was part of the bit, but it was, ugh. Yeah.
1: She did a whole bit about it, yeah, like, she flirted with it, they had a fake conversation?
0: <laughs> Jules- and
1: She put her tongue in there!
0: Surprise, before dyeing her hair and becoming a dumb blonde, Jules was just insufferable and bit-heavy. And a furry. Yeah. Bit-heavy was not the phrase I meant to- Whatever. Like, she did bits all the time. She was, like, Mm. the aspiring comedian friend who you just want to stop. Like me and Luke. (laughs) So we want to move on to the criteria to see if it's better or worse than The Pacifier. First up, uh, we do this every week. First up is, how's the soundtrack? Eh. It's generic horror rock.
2: Yeah, it was mediocre, in my opinion. Yeah. Not, not it, anything super exciting. It didn't stick from out that to me. One
1: moment mm-hmm. with the the party.
2: Yeah, that was that was exceptional, but it was just one moment in a whole movie of what could have been really great music.
0: Uh, right. Next up, where does the main actor land on the dieselometer? I guess Dana would be the lead.
1: That's what I put and too.
0: This like I really struggled with this one this week.
1: So. I think it could have been any one of the six of them. Mm. Mm. No, maybe not any one of the six of them. I think, like, Marty is a contender. Dana is a contender. Your two fellas who are running the show are contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was really... I was really like, when this started... I was like, okay, we, I, I do too much Fast and the Furious stuff for the dieselometer. I really don't want to do another one that's a Fast and the Furious. And then, in the middle of the movie, they did the goddamn tunnel collapses while you're driving a car through it scene, and the whole thing ended up being a test, and it had to be Fast and Furious.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about when Kurt gets on his motorbike and be like, well, that's obviously triple X. That is another fair way to take
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So. Uh. I. So I, I. chose Dana, the redhead, as the lead. Um. And I. The. I placed her not on the dieselometer in regards to things that Vin Diesel has done, but rather on a piece that was written about Vin Diesel. And that is, I am ranking her the first paragraph of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, article about Vin Diesel. Okay. Which reads... Uh Uh-huh. Who knows what the movie industry would look like today if Vin Diesel hadn't broken into a local theater in New York with his twin brother at age seven, intending to vandalize it. The theater director who caught them offered them parts in a play instead of calling the police and Diesel's career in the arts began. So, to me, the thing about Dana is that she could have been a very interesting character and then... She just kind of did whatever Someone else, everyone told her to do She
0: kind of just was forced into the part And I get she that She was
2: forced into a work of her environment yep.
0: I would, uh, for Dana I would put, like, charisma-wise Kind of, uh, Vin Diesel And Saving Private Ryan Kind of just there to follow orders And, you know, being in a dangerous situation
2: Just kind of follow the Follow the environment that the movie puts her in She mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of right. choices she wasn't really a protagonist.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, the the protagonists are technically the office workers, because they're moving the plot along. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, did I like this as a kid, or would I have liked it as a kid? As a child, I would have hated it, but 17-year-old Connor thought this was the coolest stuff in the world.
1: Yeah. That's where I was, too, was like, I don't know that I would have get, like been into it as a kid, but definitely as a teen I would have been into it. But I, I just have. saw it now.
2: I would not have. I would not have liked this movie.
0: Um what has the director gone on to do? So this is Drew Goddard, not Drew Gooden. And he uh he's only directed Shout one out, more Drew Gooden. He's only directed one more movie so far and it's Bad Times at the El Royale. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's uh, podcast I like to listen to called it like pretty alright times at the El Royale. You know, could be worse times at the El Royale. Um <laughs> but he also wrote, directed, and executive produced uh some episodes of The Good Place. And And you oh. love the Good Place. I do. Which is very exciting. Uh he wrote a lot of the Daredevil Netflix series. He wrote it he wrote The Martian
1: he's
0: Oh my god, The Martian is phenomenal! <laughs> the
2: Martian's so good!
0: The Martian is good, but, like, I did not expect <laughs> Luke to get that passionate about The Martian. I loved The Martian, man! Just, Luke...
1: Also, that movie got into award shows as a fucking comedy, and I still don't stand by it. The
0: Golden Globes don't make sense. They're nominated by, like, 80 people who are all French. Yeah. Like, Golden Globes are weird. Um where uh is there anything as memorable as the peter panda dance D- just the system purge in general that entire sequence yeah never forget yeah i
2: agree there weren't a, i didn't think there were a lot of super memorable moments throughout the movie until everything
1: exploded mm-hmm. i would add the dirt bike scene to it
0: that's a, yeah that's also a very good moment um who is the Brad Garrett slash Carol Kane insane side character one of you guys can go first
1: okay Jade why don't you go
2: the gas station man
0: all right that's a good pick
1: uh, I give this one to the intern mm-hmm. all day of course.
0: <laughs> I put the merman <laughs>
1: He's uh, so gross. He
0: doesn't do much, but he's talked about and he's like built up that Bradley Whitford just he's wants to see that merman well. and when you see him everyone's just like oh shit. <laughs> you just wish you had not. But it's great. It's a funny reveal that he's so <laughs> gross. Is.
2: I just love it for, purely for that scene that you love as well um where he's calling
0: Mhm. This geeky scene.
2: It's just so good. It's so funny. Uh. And it's so unlike anything else in the movie. Like
1: no one yeah. else is like that.
0: <laughs> it's one of the few like outright comedic we are parodying yes. these scenes.
1: This the the comedy of this one reminded me a lot of um what's that with little evil, I think is the name of it with Adam
0: Scott. Where Adam Scott's like the da- the the stepdad of yeah. the antichrist or whatever
1: that one way more leans into the comedy of it um but when this had the moments of this like the gas station thing and like the party really really felt like that hmm. i forget if i saw Part that one or not
0: um and <laughs> last but not least in the criteria is there anything as batshit insane as the one scene sound of music subplot from the pacifier which in case you don't remember The boy from the pacifier is caught at school having bleached his hair and he has a Nazi armband in his locker. Vin Diesel thinks that he is a Nazi, but it turns out he's just performing a community theater production of The Sound of Music with a 40-year-old Liesel. It's crazy that it's in a Disney movie for a single scene. Is there anything as crazy as that?
2: The Japanese girls defeating evil... With song and turning evil into a frog, is that what it was? Into a happy little frog. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that is a
0: good one. That's that, a good one. I think that. <laughs> I picked the unicorn. I love oh,
1: the yeah. unicorn, Man. I I picked the the travel mug bong and its logistics.
0: <laughs> yeah, also good. It, it, it's definitely something that you're, you're supposed to just see and not think about. <laughs> just like aha oh, that's so a how can you not? <laughs> It's the, Someone um, just
2: had like a weird telescope And they were like what prop can I make out of this <laughs> Like that'll make people question
0: <laughs> um, And last but not least Do you guys have a ranking for this film
1: I rated this movie One complete set of tools That are also living animals And it's not Better than the Passfire.
0: Oh are you talking about the scorpion drill that I never see
1: Yes Okay
2: uh, I rated it one make out sesh with a taxidermy wolf and uh, one evil unicorn. and it is not better than the pacifier.
1: Glad we brought off the wolf then, so we could do your rating. yeah.
2: <laughs> me too. I was th- I, I was gonna have to think of something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I rated it five toothy ballerinas out of seven, and i it's not as good, but I enjoy it on the same level as the pacifier for me personally. I did really enjoy it I have a lot of stupid fun with this one
2: I, I just don't think I like scary movies or horror enough To enjoy the tropes And to enjoy the jokes that they were making Like I got it I understood that it was funny um, But it just what, it didn't land on me And I also watched the pacifier Because I haven't seen the pacifier in here So I watched it in the same day So I watched the pacifier Then I went to a rehearsal And then I watched um, Cabin in the Woods and so I had them almost back to back and I was like, no, nope. I like, I was invested in the pacifier far more. I, mm. I liked the characters. I like overall, I love the sound of music subplot. It's one of, it's my favorite part of the movie. It's like, so
0: wild. It's one scene.
2: <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: That's our episode on cabin in the woods. And now it's time for us to play the coming attractions game where our guest Jade has a movie for us to watch next week. And she will give us clues as to what it is and we will try to guess
2: so uh, I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do a similar thing to what uh, Teresa did which is I have three I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you vague uh, clues about them and then you're gonna pick one and then I'll give you clues okay okay so uh, they're super vague clues they're Jade related clues so one of these movies uh, I grew up watching with my dad one of these movies I only just saw for the first it's a musical and I only just saw it for the first time a couple months ago um, and then one of these movies was a large part of my adolescence
0: my gut wants to go with the musical because we haven't covered a musical yet What I feel that uh, well as long as the musical isn't The Greatest Showman it's not Okay, good, because we promised Jason could come back for The Greatest <laughs> we Showman, did promise Jason that and we episode. don't want to do showman. just, like, one episode without right, Jason back back. And immediately. So do we want to do the it's musical, not. Luke? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's do All the right. musical.
2: So uh, this is a musical from 2010. Um, Kristen Bell and Stanley Tucci are both in it.
0: Wait, 2010 no. musical with Kristen Bell and Stanley Tucci. I, this sounds familiar. Um, it's live action.
2: It's live action. Um, a pop singer is the lead.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. Is
1: the lead someone who doesn't usually sing?
2: No, she sings. Her main thing is singing. She doesn't
0: usually act.
2: She doesn't usually act.
0: Is it a one-word title?
1: Yes. Yes
0: okay I've never seen this and I heard that I should I don't know is it burlesque
2: it is burlesque oh boy
0: uh. oh boy <laughs> this uh. is gonna be something else cause I've heard that this <laughs> is a camp disaster
1: it is yeah. I, I, I have heard nothing good <laughs> do you want to know what
2: the other two movies were sure uh, Enter the Dragon, okay, the Bruce Lee movie, and Twilight.
0: Ah. <laughs> ah, we gonna... skate away
1: from Twilight
0: again. <laughs> I'm actually I... very excited to see Burlesque.
2: It's something. I watched it for early in quarantine. A group of my friends did one of those Netflix. It's on Netflix. They did one of those Netflix party things, mm. and I watched it with them, and I went, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a movie I... that I'm watching with you guys.
1: I started the um. What is the, how do, I started the how did this get made episode about it, and then I was like, oh well, I I haven't seen this movie, so I I might come back
0: to it. Well, later. now you can. I forget. Yeah, Our now time. I will be able to watch. I that forget <laughs> if it was how did this get made or this had Oscar buzz, but it was one of those two that I listened to an episode about it, and I was just like, this thing seems bonkers. Like I don't know yeah. what to do about it.
2: Yo. I I am intrigued to hear what you guys think cuz I have very I have very distinct thoughts about a lot of the things. <laughs> so I am excited to hear what you guys think about it.
1: I am firmly in the camp of almost any movie with Cher in it is insane. True. That's fair.
0: That's very true. <laughs> well,
1: so that's what I'm going into it well, with. Well,
0: you'll have to find out next week when Luke and I discuss uh Burlesque with another special guest. Uh Jade, thank you very much for being on.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. It's been fun? Do you have anything you want to plug?
2: Anything I want to plug? Yeah. Dude. Um Yes. I mean, not in particular. I have a website, jadebartlett.com. I do theatrical management. Uh, if anyone needs a theater manager in the times of COVID, I also make face masks. So if anyone needs COVID masks, I got you. Jade that Jade is Bartlett. very important
0: and it works very well. Is good yes. mask.
1: I put one on my Thanks. face earlier this same day.
0: Yeah, I, hey. I use it at work <laughs> every day.
2: I've been told they're very comfortable. They are. So, those are my two main my two main things.
0: Thank you all very much for listening. Uh be sure to follow us on Twitter at nohighwaypod or like our Facebook page for updates and to give us your feedback. Tune in next week for Burlesque and as always, I've been Connor. And I- luke and these have been our opinions and if you don't agree with them too bad because it's our way no No highway highway option option. i can't trust it anymore (laughs) (laughs) like i think it turns out good we got it (laughs) i remember the kangaroo jack one we were like this is awful and then when it went into the program it turned out great yeah Theme music for No Highway Option is the song Welcome to the Show by Kevin MacLeod, licensed by using the Creative Commons Attribution License. To find this song and more songs like it, or to read the full license for yourself, you can follow the links in our show description. No Highway Option was created by and starring Connor and Luke, and produced by Connor.